We're talking with uh, Jamaica Miles, who um, was elected last year or so to the uh, Schenectady School Board, but is one of the lead organizers of uh, all of us. And they are convening a meeting uh, or a community conversation uh, this Saturday, 11.30 a.m. at the uh, Sikkim uh, office or building on, on Albany Street. So, uh, Jamaica, welcome back. And um, what's the community conversation about? Thanks for having me back. Um, so yes, on Saturday, December 10th, starting at 1130 a.m., we're having another community conversation, free community event, and it's actually called Wakanda Forever. And I understand it's, 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 a lot of it's focused on housing. Um, we just had United Tenants on this week trying to get uh, support for counsel for people facing evictions. What's the situation like with housing in uh you know, Schenectady, particularly for, you know, low income and communities of color. Well, actually, in the city of Schenectady, there was just a housing forum. The city council um, called a town hall and invited tenants and property owners to come and discuss what do they see as the problems and solutions um, in Schenectady. Uh, housing is actually the first issue that all of us worked on in 2020 before the pandemic, before the uprising. Um, it was the first issue that rose to the top. Back in 2020, rent was too high. Um, and here we are that we see the costs continue to rise. Um, and we see that we still are faced with growing numbers of individuals who are housing insecure or homeless. Um, and it's just, you know, it's an ongoing issue. Now, I'm going to throw in an issue that, you know, I'm concerned about. Uh, I'm concerned about affordable housing, um, but, but also the issue of, uh, of climate change and the need to really, you know, invest heavily in having community people, um, you know, get funding so they can upgrade their homes, both to be more energy efficient with insulation, but also with better low impact technology like uh um, air, heat, and, and things of that nature. How how can that sort of that climate movement, the need to really decarbonize our building, you know, interplay with the issue of how do we make housing affordable for more more people? With so many people spending, you know, well over thirty percent, you know, often fifty percent or even seventy percent of their income for housing. It's interesting that you would bring that up, Mark. Uh, so during the town hall that recently happened in Schenectady, there was someone that came up and said, hey, if we're talking about housing, we need to talk about climate change. We need to talk about climate justice. Um, and our theme of Wakanda Forever, it's the idea of all of the intersectionality. When we talk about housing, we're also talking about the impact on our children in schools, which is something we as a school board um, heard about in one of our most recent updates from the school district. We're talking about the heating and cooling bill for families that live in any type of housing and having accessibility to programs that upgrade that housing to lower their costs, right? Um, as well as, you know, the impact on the environment. We're talking about accessibility to food and what types of choices you're making when you're spending well over a third of your income on your housing costs and then making decisions about what medicine you're going to buy or go without, what food you're gonna buy and go without, or other necessities that you're making choices so that you can have a roof over your head. And the number of individuals and families who still are living paycheck to paycheck 
that existed before the pandemic. We saw the results of how many more people were impacted during the pandemic, and we're not on the other side of things yet. And when we look at the idea of the movie of Wakanda, it is, without spoiling anything, it is an enclosed community that offers the needs for everyone. You see the farming, you see the technology, you see the housing, people are cared for and caring for each other and children are being educated, right? There's everyone has access and opportunity to be their best potential selves, contributing their skills to society um, and their needs being met. People are not struggling to survive or fighting each other for resources within that community. So the intersectionality of housing with climate justice or any of the other issues is what we expect to come out in the conversation on Saturday. So you you've mentioned you know quite a few times Wakanda you know forever. So what are some of the type of you know change that need that need to be made if the, if the goal is to sort of create community that I would say I would guess is both self sufficient but also lifts up you know everyone like how do you bring in urban agriculture how do you bring in you know the job creation that really reaches into the neighborhoods where you know unemployment is 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 high and income is low we're talking about investing in communities right it's not really a radical concept it's not even a new concept um and it's something that we heard very strongly a year ago when we did the what keeps a safe survey and asked over 300 black community members living in schenectady what does safety mean to you? What would it mean to have a safe, healthy, and thriving community? And now over a year ago, we're hearing the same things now where people are asking for and demanding, we need jobs that pay us enough to care for ourselves and our family. We need access to food that is nutritious, right? And there are programs that already exist. Stick'em is the largest provider of food in Schenectady County. How can they receive further investments and further co collaboration with other groups and organizations? They have farms, right? Sikkim isn't just a food pantry that gives out baskets, but they also have farms where people can actually be part of that collective and farm that land, take produce from that land. More people need access in the way of information and more programs need investment that allow communities to be able to do the work and take care of themselves. It's not that people don't want to work, they want the access and opportunity. When it comes to very specifically, and I've said this um, actually to the mayor for years now, the civil service exams, what would it mean for the city and or the county to offer a prep course and specifically target low income communities let them know when the tests are, what the tests look like. We do it for our students in our high schools when we're talking about the ACTs and the SATs and offer prep courses so that they're familiar with the test and we truly allow them to shine. We could do the same thing for our marginalized communities in the city of Schenectady and ensure that they have the same access and opportunity as anyone else. And that's true across industries and jobs within the city. And I will say, especially when there is construction. You know, I, you know, I've worked for many years with the Hunger Action Network, and whenever we would talk to any of the, uh, you know, participants at a food pantry or a soup kitchen, and ask them what do they want us to to, to work on, you know, they they would be supportive of things like raising the minimum wage, certainly, and housing, and you know, more funding through the SNAP program. But the number one issue 
was always job creation and, and living wage jobs. But you also, you know, raise the issue of food and, and, and food insecurity. I, I see that the county is investing maybe up to $4 million to try to bring a supermarket into, I think, Lower State Street someplace. Is that a, a good approach? We absolutely need to increase food access and we need to be mindful and equitable in what that looks like. There is not a single supermarket within walking distance on Hamilton Hill. There is not a single supermarket within walking distance on the north side. How are we making sure, because you can put it in downtown and folks will say, oh, well, you know, there's the, the main bus that goes downtown and can bring you back up. How many of those people have ever had children and got on a bus and carried bags and groceries of food and trying to figure out how much you can buy and carry from the bus stop back to your house? And let that not just be in the summer or spring or fall, but when it's raining, when it's snowing. I have. I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. It is not simply that you put it on a main bus route, but you need to think about the geography and all of the other factors that impact communities. Yes, we need to increase food accessibility. Yes, there should be more supermarkets. And I believe the city and the county could do a better job ensuring that those fresh foods and more economical foods are closer to the doorsteps of not just our low income people, but our elderly or well, disabled. We're, right? we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. We've been talking to Jamaica Miles, all of us, uh, this Saturday, 11.30 a.m. at the Sikkim uh, office on Albany Street. People want more information quickly, website or anything? You can find Untitled and Free on any social media platform. Thank you very much. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.